Welcome to the weekly sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church of Murfreesboro. It is an honor and privilege to share this time with you. We love studying the scriptures and feel they are central to our preaching, teaching, and living of the good news of Jesus Christ, the gospel. Our mission here is to grow disciples of Jesus Christ who know him, love him, and serve him for the transformation of Murfreesboro and the world. It is our prayer that God would use our preaching and teaching to do exactly that. If you have questions, thoughts, ideas, or just want to talk a little bit more about what you've heard today, we love to hear from you. Most of all, know that you are in our prayers as we listen together. Now, let's dive in. Our scripture this morning comes from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 through 18. Hear the word of the Lord. But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about those who have died, so that you may not grieve as others who do not have hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so through Jesus... God will bring with him those who have died. For this we declare to you by the word of the Lord that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will by no means precede those who have died. For the Lord himself, with a cry of command, with the archangel's call, and with the sound of God's trumpet, will descend from heaven, and the dead in Christ will rise first." Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up in the clouds together with them to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. The word of God for the people of God. And so we say, thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Holy and loving God, we are here. May you be present to us. May you open us up to receive a word from you this day. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing in your sight. Amen. Each year on the first Sunday of November, we gather to celebrate the lives who have lost, who we have lost this past year. We call this Sunday All Saints Sunday. And last Sunday, we did just that. We recognized and remembered well all from this past year. Each year, we remember knowing that there is hope in the fact that we will see them again and that they are with God. But what if that wasn't that clear? Now, I want to recognize and name the fact that there is so much that we do not know about what happens after we die. But what if we didn't remember or weren't reminded or even realized that hope that is offered in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus? I want to invite you for a moment to close your eyes. Don't fall asleep on me. 
Imagine yourself in the shoes of the people of Thessalonica. Allow yourself to step into the story. Get to know the terrain of the dirt roads and the streets. People coming and going all around you. The hustle and bustle of the marketplace. Do you see it? You can open your eyes. Thessalonica was a prominent city. Not only because it was a port city, but also because it sat at the intersection of two main Roman roads. One leading from Italy and going eastward, and the other to the Aegean. Paul and Silas arrived in Thessalonica and the people of both the Jewish and Gentile background came to know Jesus through Paul and Silas's stories, through their testimony, through their words, through their actions, eventually creating the church of Thessalonica. As these new Christians experienced this new life in Christ, they talked about and celebrated Jesus as the Messiah or the King, something that would cause trouble and a lot of chaos and persecution for this young Christian community. The persecution drove Paul and Silas out of this community, but the church that was present there did not dwindle because of the persecution. In fact, it grew in spite of it. They continued to tell the story, to live into what being a Christian community looked like and meant. They cared for those who were hurting and alone. They thanked God for the faith and hope that they had received in Jesus. And in these words from Paul, they were encouraged to grow in their commitment to serve and love others. With all that being said, as we see in our scripture this morning, we find that the people of Thessalonica were in a place of what I would call perpetual grief. Their people were dying. Some may be because of disease or age, but I gather that many died because of persecution. You see, these deaths created questions in the minds of the people. What happens next? What is their fate? What happens when Jesus returns? Something that you must know about the people of Thessalonica and the early church in general is that their understanding was that Jesus would return within their lifetime. There was this urgency in knowing who Jesus was to make sure as many people as possible could know. There were, and frankly still are, a lot of questions about the fate of those who have died. On top of all of that, the New Testament, part of the Bible that we get to read on a regular basis, it did not exist. There was nothing to lead them outside of the oral tradition that they had experienced or the reading from the different temples. 
It made for a very complicated world of unknowns that these new Christians were living into. But this letter from Paul offers words of encouragement, words that still offer comfort and encouragement today, words that are often said in some form every time a pastor preaches a funeral. We do not grieve as those without hope. Paul is telling the people that nothing can separate us from the love of God, not even death. And in many ways, Paul was telling the people that when Christ comes again, it will be a beginning, not just an ending. We are reminded throughout the New Testament, in particular, that he is making all things new. While these words of hope are so familiar and can definitely bring a sense of peace, I think that many of us, even knowing what we believe to be true, that Christ is, in fact, making all things new, there is still a part of us that sits in the heaviness and darkness of life, where our souls are weary of all the heartache and pain and loss that we experience every day. It reminds me of the words of Thomas Merton, who wrote this prayer. My Lord God, I have no idea where I am going. I do not see the road ahead of me. I cannot know for certain where it will end, nor do I really know myself. While we may find ourselves there, I'm thankful that even in the midst of the darkness, that there is light. That even when we ourselves can't find in the heaviness of life, in the questions of what, when, why, and how, and every other question, we can be reminded of the words of Jesus in Matthew, where he offers an invitation by saying, come to me, all who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Rest for your weary souls. In this text, Jesus is not only offering this rest that we so desperately need, but he's offering us words of hope in the form of renewal, reminding us of the words that we do not grieve as a people who have no hope. For we believe in a God of resurrection, where even in the midst of death, pain, and heartache, the darkness that comes cannot be overcome by the light that is. One of my favorite theologians and authors once shared a prayer that I have needed and prayed many times over as I have sat in the dark nights of my own soul. Dear God, I am so afraid to open my clenched fists. Who will I be when I have nothing left to hold on to? 
Who will I be when I stand before you with empty hands? Please help me to gradually open my hands and to discover that I am not what I own, but what you want to give me. I would venture to say that for many of us, as we continue to face unknowns, whether it be new life experiences, economic or political frustration or turmoil, war, violence, whatever we may be facing, or even coming to a place of facing one of our deepest human fears, being abandoned by the ones we love, or left at a place of feeling completely alone in the world. We often face it with clenched fists, not letting anything go, nor grabbing on to anything or anyone new. While I recognize and do not diminish the darkness that may be suffocating and overwhelming, causing questions, pain, grief, heartache, anxiety, and so much more. I pray that in the moments and times when you find yourself in that place where you need of rest for your weary soul, that you would allow God to hold those burdens, even if just for a moment, and that you would open your fists, resting in the hope that is offered in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, knowing that we have been invited into a community with a God who is making all things new, and who at the end of the day holds each of us in the palm of God's hand. May it be so for you. May it be so for me. In the name of the creator, redeemer, and sustainer, may the people of God say, amen. <laughs>